Welcome readers to Tam Reads. I am the Accidental Monster. This is Chapter 5 of Magitism, The Force of Magic by Will Brawl. The chapter is titled Z's. The alien sank to the floor and became non-reactive. I guess I can't blame them. If I had woken up from a crash that had stranded me alone on an alien world, I wouldn't be doing much better. We decided to leave them be for the night to adjust. We went down to South Street that first night to get to know each other. If you've never been, it's wild fun. Punk rockers, queer folk, you name it. We ended up in some dive next to a sex toy store. Angie had slipped those shades on the moment we left the warehouse, and when the drinks came, she flipped them up on top of her head and raised her glass. To new friends, new beginnings, and a new era. She plonked back into her seat and downed half her beer in one gulp. Her chair groaned as she leaned it onto two legs, catching herself from falling back with her knee under the table. One of the group's two engineers leaned in. Yo, Zs, I hope this isn't rude, but what are your pronouns? He spoke with a Latino accent that I later found out was Ecuadorian. This was Nicolas Delgado, who was also the only group member ballsy enough to show up to his first day in jeans. No, thanks for asking and not just assuming, like some people. I glared across the table at the other engineer, Lou Harris. Lou's eyebrows raised, but he didn't look up from his beer. You know, back when I was young, we called everyone ma'am and sir to be polite. I thought there was no way you could go wrong with that. Times are changing. He looked up with a slight grin. His gray beard slipped into his glass and wicked beer onto his shirt, inspiring a few frantic swipes and expletives. I grin back and throw a chip at him. I don't think there is an NB version of ma'am or sir. Zer, for one, a voice from the end of the table chimed in. It was our other linguist, Fu Morozov. She's half Chinese and half Russian. Certainly you knew that. There are probably hundreds of honorifics to pick from. She clutched her water like a sack of gold in a dark alley. I smiled. Perhaps. As far as I can tell, this is the first time we've really met these people. This Nicholas and Lou and now Fu. I hope I'm getting these names right. I am not always that great with pronunciations, but um, I'm loving the, the energy here. Um, it sounds like there's a very eclectic grouping of people that we're, we're just now coming across. I'm really interested in how these energies all mingle together. I, there's a part of me that kind of wants everybody else to just leave and it just be Z's and the alien, you know? <laughs> like... Like, go away. This this is too much. You, you, you're, you're, you're killing me here. But like, at the same time, I do think that I do think that Z's needs more than just their own faculty. Because as much as I love Z's, I gather that there's probably more going on here than just one or even two people, including uh, Burning Flames can really tackle by themselves and it's it's probably going to take a group effort of some sort i don't know if these are the people that need to be in, involved in that group effort but i mean i guess i'm open to it they, they seem pretty cool um obviously they have some kind of expertise that landed them here in the first place and i'm real interested in finding out what those expertises are is that the right way to say that i don't know that's beyond the point. Anyway, back to it. From the table behind me, a voice called out, 
Don't mind Foo. For someone so versed in human language, she sure has trouble talking to them. The voice's owner turned around to reveal the startlingly handsome face of Gamomo Morozov, Foo's younger brother and our hacker. Well, okay, our programmer and technologist. Gomomo's half Guamanian, whereas his sister was half Chinese. Apparently their father was some wealthy Russian diplomat who loved gathering wives like some people collect magnets or postcards. Gomomo wore a black suit that would prove to be his signature look, while Fu's dress looked more like it was wearing her. She blushed and looked down at her water in mild distress. Hey, Fu's doing fine. Yeah, I did know about Zer. I just wanted to give Lou some slack. No worries. I raised my glass in Fu's direction. Fu lifted her water in response and half smiled. I'm much better with words than people. And I'm only good with the numbers, Elodie Rousseau cut in with her smoking hot French accent. Her name wasn't a mistake. Girl had long carrot red hair. The kind of hair you'd assume came from a bottle if it wasn't for the red, red roots. It was long and slightly curled. She wore a brown dress that, on anyone else, would have looked conservative. What about you, Vic? I shouted at the bodybuilder nursing a beer. You got any people skills, or are you just here to put us down when alien parasites take over our brains? Vic Fuller glared into my soul with his blue eyes. The brain thing. He turned back to not drinking his beer and scanning the room for threats. Zs, I've been reading your papers to get to know you and find your work very... Unusual, Fu said, failing to hide her disapproval. To be honest, I've mostly been playing a game to see the limits of what I can get published, and I'm just not that interested in writing ten-page papers on the different usages of whether and if. No offense to Dr. Wu, I said with an increasingly tense smile. I'd much rather try to figure out how the Loveland Frogman's language would have to work, given its supposed morphology. How imaginative she said curtly. Actually, yeah, that's why I'm here. I've spent my academic career on dumb memes, sure, but at the end of the day, I wrote a bunch of papers getting into the nitty-gritty of how biology informs language. That Frogman paper is all about how croaking sounds could be formatted into a language, the limitations on existing frog anatomy and how frogs already use their voices. It's quite interesting if you think about it. I guess I haven't. Frogs, like most vocal animals, have a language of their own, a simple one like the different types of noises cats make. Each species has its own set of sounds, so they can tell at a distance if they can mate or are in danger. They can even recognize individuals from their voices. Frog language is all about rhythm and tonality, so in the paper I argue that the frogmen seen in groups together would probably have a language based on repeated patterns of sounds, not unlike Morse code. I realized too late that I'd gotten off on a rant. Well, anyway, just because my work is ridiculous doesn't mean I don't take it seriously. I settled down. And in the end, thinking about how strange mythical creatures might communicate is what brought me here. That is, after all, what we need to figure out. How to talk to this very inhuman alien. Oh my god. <laughs> so... That I feel called out here. <laughs> I, 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 I do that. I'm not about frogmen. I have no idea what frogmen are. I assume frogmen are like half frog, half man, kind of like, you know, all the other half people things. Um, but 
I, I, I'm just like this in that, like, if somebody were to bring up something that I know something about that I may end up accidentally going off on a tangent <laughs> and then, and then sweeping the room and realize, oh, have I been talking this long? Oh, oh no, that's not good. Okay. I need to find some way to bring it back around. And Z's does. They bring it back around to something that was more on point than what anybody else was talking about. <laughs> it's like a sort of um, like overcompensation for the fact that they got so off topic that they're like, yeah, let's bring it back to the actual topic that nobody's actually talking about yet. So I love that. I love that. And I feel a little called out, but in a good way, I think. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Foo relaxed a bit. That's something on which we can agree. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to insult you. No, don't worry about it. Water off a frog's back, I said, realizing everyone was staring at me, even the couple at the table next to us. You really wrote an academic paper about frog people? Lou asked incredulously. Sure, an idea being a little out there has never stopped me. <laughs> Look at what we know about the aliens already. They don't breathe, so they never evolved anything like vocal cords. If they communicate with sound, it must be through squishies made with their many mouths, or slaps on their body, or sign language. However, they don't have any resonance chambers in their body, so anything like that must be for short-range communication only. And yet we have found no written language in the wreckage of the ship. Not so much as a sign on the bathroom. Nicholas interjected. How could a spacefaring civilization form without written language or even the ability to shout across a room? Surely they had writing. Maybe they've moved beyond it with their technology? What technology? Gamomo questioned. We haven't found any sort of machines in the wreck either. No computers of any recognizable sort. But also, not even a hammer or a screwdriver. Lou offered, What if we just don't recognize the language? Or the technology? What if it is made out of animal parts and blended into the rest of the ship? The ship is made of meat. Why can't everything else be too? The ship isn't just made out of meat. It was alive. The video showed it wiggling around as it fell, opening and closing its mouth. Maybe their animals are more than pets, Nicholas suggested. Maybe they're telepaths, I blurted out. Everyone stopped talking and stared at me. What? Fu responded for everyone. Telepathy is unscientific, and there is no known mechanism for it. Have you been working too closely with cryptozoologists? Look, I'm not saying it has to be psychic telepathy. Maybe they communicate with chemical signals. If they could communicate directly and innately with each other and their machines, it would explain the lack of written language, the lack of verbal communication, and how they control and use their animals. No way. That's ridiculous, Z's, Lou said. The biology team has gone over the aliens with a fine-toothed comb and come up with nothing. Not even the kinds of pheromone systems earth animals have. They don't communicate chemically, so if you're talking about telepathy, you're talking about woo-woo psychic telepathy. That's just not reasonable to consider. Okay, woo-woo psychic telepathy. <laughs> That's killing me. Um, yeah, so... I, I, I'm with Z's, but I mean, I'm reading, so obviously I have a little bit extra knowledge that 
you know, Z's wouldn't have and these people wouldn't have either. I do, even outside of the book, believe that there are are mechanisms by which telepathy in the woo-woo psychic sense may be possible, that we just don't know. The amount of things that we don't know in this universe dramatically outweigh the things that we do. And we know a lot. Let's, Let's not downplay what we do know. We know a lot of stuff, but the amount of things that we know is ridiculously tiny. It's like, 1% or 0.1% or 0.001%. I don't know. I don't know what the ratio is, but I know that it's not shit. So the idea that we can't even consider it, all things equal, if we've already disproven the other things, the lack of verbal capability, the, the lack of pheromone capability, the lack of written capability, if they don't even have an audio center to their physiology to receive these signals, then we have to start thinking outside the box. It's not reasonable to believe that we know all of the different things that are possible. Because if we've already ruled out all the things that we know are possible, then it obviously has to be something we didn't know was possible, right? Like that's just how it works. So I'm I'm with Z's on on like, hey, this is something we can imagine. So maybe it's not just imagination. It's at least a place to start. Even if it's not true, it's the only thing that we have to go on. But I'm not a scientist, so whatever. <laughs> um anyway, so we're almost finished with this chapter and I'm already kind of uh pissed off at all the other people now. <laughs> We'll see where it goes. Blessedly, Fu changed the subject. Nevertheless, step one is establishing communication. Does anyone have any ideas about how to proceed? We can start with the basic maths, Elodie says. Counting, then addition, and so on like that. She clears her throat. Once we're on the same page about the numbers, we can begin to write and speak the words. This should make the basics of syntax and grammar clear, no? I added, and we can evaluate just how smart they are. We don't know if we've got their leader or janitor. If we use the tablets, we can do triple duty getting the alien used to our user interfaces. If they don't have any technology, they'll have no point of reference for them, Lou said. Great idea, Lou, Nicholas praised. Does that mean some of us have to go in there with it? Angie spoke up. Yes. While the letter of our mission is to establish communications, the real task is establishing diplomacy, which will require getting to know the aliens and forming an amicable relationship with them. To that end, we'll all be working with them in a rotation until they like one of us more than the others. Vic perked up. All except you and me, Vic. Angie, I can barely talk to other humans. Is it a good idea for me to talk to the alien? Fu moaned. Yes. There's no telling which one of you will appeal to it. Maybe the alien likes bluntness and precision. I mean, because of the titling of the chapters, we we have to already assume Z's is the one, right? Like, that's not a secret, is it, at this point? I'm I'm just saying, I'm I'm sorry, Fu, but I think you're right. I don't think that you're the one. (laughs) I don't know. Does that mean? Um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I guess it makes sense that they're trying to work out how to communicate with the alien, but like none of them seem to agree on how communication is even really possible. Starting with, you know, the, the basic math that is kind of ubiquitous, at least as far as we know, like the idea of, of just tapping once and then tapping twice and like establishing this is one, this is two, and then, and then trying to match, you know, one knock with the number one. And, but I'm not really sure how that particular aspect leads into basic language. I'm not a linguist, so I don't really know that, but I know that like you can bring up flashcards, although I guess if they don't understand what's on the flashcard, then it's not useful. So, like, you kind of have to take the alien out of there or bring stuff into there to explain to them, like, this is a tree. This is a dog. This is, you know, like like you do with babies. And that's that's kind of the thing. You You, you have to establish a sort of relationship with the being and then try to teach them as if they're an infant and they have to be willing to learn like an infant is for that to be possible so I'm 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 with them on this whole like they got to figure out which one of them the alien's going to get along with but also like which one is the alien going to be most interested in communicating with to develop whatever this this process is going to be to teach them how to communicate. I'm really interested because I have a feeling that whenever whenever they get to that, because they've been on the other side of the glass, maybe being in the same room might allow them that telepathy. Or maybe maybe burning flames can use that that pet. That pet, I forgot what it was, but um the pet that he has, maybe he can use that as sort of a bridge for telepathy to work. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting whenever it pans out, but I'm excited for it. I'll see you next time in Chapter 6.